0: It's All Relative with Susan Bradley, an original podcast series from News Talk. From News Talk.
1: Welcome to It's All Relative. Today my guest is someone who has a lot in common with myself. I'm talking to Alex O'Brien, sister of the legendary Sean O'Brien. Sean is a professional rugby player and is currently playing with London Irish, soon to be hanging up his boots. He previously represented Home Province Leinster for 11 seasons, 126 caps. He was European Player of the Year 2010-2011 season, 56 caps for Ireland and 5 caps on two tours for the Lions in 2013 and 2017. But today I'm talking to Alex about her life. Her perspective, what it's like growing up in the O'Brien household and hearing lots of nuggets on and off the rugby pitch. Welcome to It's All Relative, Alex. Thanks, Susan. Thanks for having me. It's brilliant to have you up in Dublin. Thank you very, very much coming up on such a gorgeous evening to have this chat with me. I really appreciate it. Um, It's all about family and growing up um, with someone who's happened to go on to do amazing things. But no doubt it'll become pretty clear that you're all going on to do amazing things. So I suppose we'll start where we do always at the very beginning. Maybe give us a snapshot of who's who in the family.
0: Yeah, so there's five of us in the family. Uh, Stephen would be the eldest brother. And then there's Caroline, um, Sean is the middle child, William and then myself, who's the baby of the family. Okay, and then dad is Sean and mum Kay. Yeah. Both locals? Both locals, yeah. Um, Mum's from Cunaberry, just up the road, and dad is actually born and raised in the farm, in the home that we live in. Yeah, okay, very good. And we were talking about this briefly. So,
1: five kids. Stephen, Caroline, Sean, William—kind of similar, kind of name. The Alexandra—where did that come
0: from? Yeah. So my mother, well, my dad actually named all four the older siblings, and then did he, yeah, yeah, and Mum seemingly didn't get a choice at all. <laughs> um, and then when it came to me, she chose Alexandra, which was totally cross field. Um, I suppose it just came from her She was in England. She grew up in England actually, so I'd say it was just one of those random names. But yeah. I love it. I it like is gorgeous. Yeah, it I'm is happy. gorgeous. I'm happy she's stuck with her guns.
1: As as you're you're looking at me here, you are very like Sean. Yeah, I know. You do look like him. I look like Brian. We get it. We
0: get it. We get it. Um, do people kind of say that to you a lot? Yeah, a lot of people say that I'm very similar to Sean in personality as well, which I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. But um, yeah, myself, Caroline, and Sean be quite similar, and then Stephen and William are very, very like, and they're more on Dad's side. Right. Yeah. Okay.
1: And then personality-wise, I'm sure you're all completely different, are you? We're actually quite similar, I Are think. You? Yeah. yeah,
0: we would be. Yeah, we're all kind of outgoing. Caroline maybe would be the quieter one of us all, but she's the most grounded, I suppose. Okay. Um, always beyond her years as such. Um, will yeah, William's like the devil child. They call him a home actually. <laughs> Why? <He's>, yeah. <laughs> There's so many stories. I don't know where to start. But uh, I suppose he was just wild. He was so wild when he was younger. Now, yeah. not in, in a bad way wild, but just liable to do anything or... So if we look at it uh,
1: how many years there's there's kind of two or three years between you I know Stephen and Caroline there's three years and then there's a big gap of six between Caroline and Sean.
0: Yeah, so a lot of people actually would only know either Stephen and Caroline from older years, and then Sean, William, and I, like, let's say. Yeah. Um, they don't realise there's five of us, and they definitely don't realise Stephen's involved in the family because he <laughs> moved away when he was 18. <laughs> so, like, yeah, until we've up, I suppose, I'm a devil for photos and stuff, and people are like, oh, who's your man? Like, <laughs> that's my brother. Yeah, that's Stephen, you know. He's, he's over in Jersey. He is, yeah. He actually yeah. left. Jersey when he was 18 to play professional or semi-professional rugby over there Really? Yeah My uncle lived over there and he's stayed there since met a Jersey girl and settled there Yeah. How did he get on with the rugby over there? Yeah really good He was a flanker as well actually yeah number 7
1: And you, you were saying obviously you play rugby too. Yeah, I play for our local club Tolo Tolo yeah. Rugby Club. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a sec because I'd love to kind of get on to that.
0: Um, sport wise, with the others, Caroline, William. Yeah, so all we all would have been football. I would have been our main sport, I suppose, until we kind of reached a certain age, and then we just went on to rugby. Um, Caroline unfortunately never got to play rugby because. She was the founder of Tolo Herself and Cora Brown was the founder of Tullo Ladies. Really? But she walked out the first week pregnant because she was <laughs> expecting her first child, Patrick. So her boots were in her hand. So she never actually got to play. No way. Yeah, but, um, yeah, so football would have been her sport. Yeah. Mainly. yeah. She would have been a really good footballer.
1: And, like, where does the sport gene come from? Are both your folks
0: sporty or is, was it just instilled in you ye as yeah, kids? Yeah, I think, as kids, it definitely was instilled into us. But... There's always a debate at home because Mammy, I don't ever remember seeing any photos of a man playing or people talking, but Mammy always claims that she was very good at sport. Um, so nobody <laughs> nobody can confirm. Is that like a joke? Yeah, yeah. she's like, oh yeah, that's actually really sporty. I'm like, yeah, I'm not sure that that's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> dad would have played sport. Yeah, he would have played football and, and rugby, I suppose, when he was growing up. Right. Um, up, He actually played a few with... Um, Do you know the English veteran game or the Ireland veterans versus England a few games? Did he, yeah? Well, he claims as well. He played a few minutes, I'd say. But yeah,
1: up till a few years ago. It's mad because it's kind of either in the family or it's not. And like just sport, we were all sports mad. And, uh, you know, Brian of all three of us kind of showed obviously huge (laughs) talent. We were, Julie and I were all right, but we loved it. Yeah. Like did Sean show... So I don't know, sporting skill, talent early on or did he stand out or did any of you stand out and then suddenly people caught up?
0: No, I don't, I, um, I don't remember there ever been a time where he was, as a youth, like let's say, he was stand outish, but then he got picked up I suppose under 16s then went on, continued on under 17s, 18s, like so he obviously did stand out to somebody but at the time in the family it wouldn't have seemed like he was spectacular because sure. we all played and we all were Pretty decent enough as well. Yeah, um, until later years. Then, and obviously, then he took over as all. Well. Yeah, well, that's, that's yeah. kind of the way. It, it, Everyone's yeah. ticking along, and yeah. then suddenly, yeah. boom.
1: But like, was there anything that kind of stood out? One of the things that's become very apparent in this podcast is siblings of people, or parents, or cousins, or whatever. There's some sort of a drive in the person who has gone on to do amazing things. Was there anything that ever stood out? Yeah,
0: Sean is extremely driven. Like I've never, genuinely, I don't think I know anybody quite like him in that w- way. Like he always likes to be the best or he, he just goes all or nothing. There's no in between mm. with him. And it's always been like that from a young age, like even Farman, like he just was all into it and that was how he grew up or that's how it went. But like, I don't know, I, I, honestly, I don't think I know anybody like him. Really? really. Yeah, I, he's so focused, so driven Um And give us an example of how that might
1: have been, say, growing up, for example?
0: Well, I think for him, um, it was probably an outlet as well. Yeah. Do you know, he, growing up, he was, our eldest brother Stephen had obviously moved away young and he was then left helping dad on the farm and um, we all work from a young age. Well, he, you know, stepped up and was helping daddy and stuff and, I think it, it became his outlet then, so he gave it everything, and he kind of said to himself, "Right, this is how I'm going to get out of here," and not in a bad way. Obviously, you know, family's mm. family, but just for him to get out of the farm and to move away or to mm. to become a better person, I suppose, and he just really went for it. Yeah, he saw sport as the way. He thought, yeah, I think he did see sport as the way out, and maybe he'll contradict me, but yeah, that's how it seems anyway. Was it
1: always rugby, or was it like? Did he think possibly, you know?
0: soccer or ga no ga yeah he would have played a lot of football mm. um hurling was not his thing he was not good with Harlan. <laughs> um he was very good football he played county football um but i suppose rugby just became so popular and there was a a future in it yeah. whereas in ga there's especially in carlo like there's not a huge drive there for it but um sure yeah yeah. So he,
1: he really kind of just um, took off with the rugby. and just. But, but you yourself
0: also played. Did you start at a young age or was that much later in life? Yeah, no, it was actually, I started when I was 17, but I couldn't actually play till I was 18 because at that time there was no underage structure for girls. So I had to, I trained for a year until I could play. Let's wow. say the I minute mean, I turned 18, then you're eligible to play. Um, so I would have started a very young year. Whereas now I suppose all the young girls have the opportunity because they're coming up from mini level all The way up through the ranks, absolutely. And who do you play for now? Uh, Tullow, just Tullow RFC, yeah. And what happened last week? We won the Division One Cup, the Paul Flood, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of the third time, who this. did you beat? Uh, we bet Tullow actually, yeah. Okay, so in um, all season, it was sort of a uh, Tip for tat, Um they beat us by one point. We drew the second round, and then in the final of the cup, we we, we managed to beat them. That's class. Yeah, only seven girls for that have won all three t- cups with the with Tolo, like that were on that team. Really, Alex, you play number eight. Yes, I do indeed. <laughs> uh, have you always played number eight? Um, yeah, well, number eight or anywhere in the back row, really. So I've okay. played a season in the centre as well, actually. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. 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 Okay. Very I'm not good. Up to Brian's standards now. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> would you have ever had any desire to go on and play on an international level?
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I did um, years ago. She's a long time ago now. I haven't had that kind of feeling in a while. But I went on and played with Connacht two seasons ago. I think it was 2019. Hmm. Um, went up to Connacht and got on all right. Did my cruciate then and against Ulster, but. Yeah, I just, I don't know, I think I think the structure failed a lot of people years ago, and I, obviously they're building now to try make that right or whatever, but at that time it wasn't a nice place to be, it wasn't a good environment. I remember going up actually to one of the Leinster games, they had selected a team or whatever, and they'd asked club people to go up and help go against them. And like nobody even said hello in the dressing room. You know, it was just, it, yeah, I think the culture was definitely, definitely different. Um, again, it's totally changing now, but at the time it just didn't do anything for me and I had no aspiration then to, to yeah, play with Yeah, there was
1: no empowerment or no, no. encouragement or no. anything like that, which is such a shame because you're only 30 now. So, <laughs> no, but like, yeah, yeah, you're, no, you're, yeah. you're a baby in my eyes. <laughs> well, take that. <laughs> um... Feel like such granny, (laughs) forty-five years of age. But yeah, I suppose as you said, though people coming up through the ranks now, even ten years on, they just have so much more opportunity and the environment, the structure, as you said, everything's coming up. So as a result of you not wanting to kind of elevate yourself there, did you decide to kind of go down the career route?
0: um, And and and
1: you know, how did that happen for you?
0: Yeah. well, actually, I am i have a level A in uh, sports management and coaching. So I actually always had the sport in my mind. And then a few years ago, then um, I actually went to New Zealand for a while and I came home and a friend of mine was looking for somebody to go into a creche to help out for a few weeks. And just the minute I walked in, I was like, this is... I love it. I yeah. just This is for me and I could see myself doing it for a long time. Brilliant. Yeah. And now you manage a, a creche in Tullow. Yeah, I manage Little Trinity creche in Montessori uh, just on Tullow, Old Carlow actually. Yeah. And how many kids? Uh, in total, there's about 80 kids but uh, about 62 at one time let's say. Wow. Yeah.
1: So it's quite. Yeah. It's quite big. Wouldn't want to be having a few drinks the night before. Definitely not. What, what is, what's it like? Is this? What, what are the kids like? Yeah, sure, they are amazing. I it,
0: child care for start is Just you either love it or hate it. Yeah. There's no in between with it because it's such a difficult job. And um, if you didn't like it, you wouldn't last, and yeah. you wouldn't be good at it either. Yeah. Um, but I just, I just love it. I love all the babies. I love the good, the bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's and no two days are the same. No, never. Like even as a manager going in, it's like every day there's something different. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's Amazing. really good, yeah. So let's let's kind of as we move away from the from your childhood and kind of go into the formative years, maybe 20s as as maybe Sean was really coming on stream. Did you notice a change in terms of when he kind of made his international debut, for example? People um, had a different opinion or people reacted differently to you or how, how did people, particularly in, in, in Carlo, respond to him? Because he pretty much is a legend there, <laughs> isn't he? The Tolo Tank.
0: Yeah, I suppose in Tolo it was more so, you know, everyone was very proud and everyone was going around talking very highly of him or as, uh, of us as a family, I suppose. But in Carlo Town then you had the opposite nearly. You had the begrudgery and <sighs> yeah. you couldn't go out on a night out without people making slide remarks or doing, yeah, and you know, it's just one of those crazy things where... Look at your man over there. Yeah. And that's... Do you think he is, kind yeah. Of thing? yeah. And it was, it was, that was frustrating actually because you couldn't go out without something or being said. Ecco. or Yeah, yeah. Whereas in Tullow obviously everyone was 100% behind them and they'd support them from day one but you always have those people that, as I said, you just begrudge people of, of good.
1: Wow. Yeah, good. And then outside like, because we're not dissing uh, particular counties or anything like that. But did you find when he was on the international sale or in Leinster, for example, and you went to games, there was a huge
0: camaraderie and, you know, they were really good times, weren't they? They were the best of times, really. Yeah. And we got to do so much traveling. Yeah. We were only, I was actually just talking during the week um, with friends of mine and because we, we actually went over to London for the weekend and they had done a bit of traveling with us and we were saying like they literally were just unbelievable. Yeah. Being in them environments, at all them games I'd say we were at the majority of them really you're if like, you look back like on them yeah, yeah. The you
1: know and did the O'Briens go en masse or did you all kind of do your own thing maybe you go with a couple of mates or? no we
0: kind of all we kind of travel in groups really yeah um, yeah. no definitely there was massive groups from Tullow that used to go obviously you'd you know you'd go with your own family you might stay in different hotels but then you'd always meet up no matter where you'd be you'd meet Tullow con- contingents <laughs> Like <laughs> you didn't, wouldn't know whether you were in Tullow or in Cardiff yeah. or wherever you were um, but you Yeah, they were just really good times and I suppose after he's announcing his retirement it was just sad because it's sort of that end of era and you're thinking, what do I do? Do You know, know. you're going to all these games Well, do you continue to go on a different scale which you probably will but it's definitely a big change, I think. It's, It's
1: a weird one, Alex. Like, when Brian retired, he retired in 2014 and... Like you literally just fall off the cliff, <laughs> yeah. you know. Sorry, he falls off the cliff and we all fall with, with him. him yeah. But like yourselves, we, we did so much travelling and we rugby was so good to us in terms of the places we went and the people we met and the huge highs and the lows. That like, that all goes just like that, you know. Yeah. I believe once you leave, a, you know, a province or you leave the international, they like you're off the WhatsApp groups. That's no. it, gone, gone. <laughs> Could you know? And a lot of them then sometimes go on to be pundits. So obviously, then they have to give their critical view of their what was their peers. So it just comes part of the territory mm. of your new kind of next job, as such, you know. Step, yeah. um, going back to the good old times, though, are there any that jump out at you that were
0: phenomenal? Um, I suppose the Lions was, for me, was. Absolutely unbelievable. Did Do you know? go to 2013? Yeah, Australia. we did both actually. And 17? Yeah, and 17, yeah. And okay. 17, yeah. Um, we went to Australia in a campervan. It was, <laughs> what, six in a campervan. My father being one of them. Good <laughs> drove. He all drove <laughs> No, James actually Foley, uh, one of Sean's best friends, he was in with us and he did most of the driving. Did he? Um, but yeah, it was just it was mad crack like it was really good
1: I was there too actually 2013 that was Brian's last tour and I had an 8 month old at the time Um, Emma who actually I'm going to maybe play a video later on (laughs) uh, of Emma talking about Sean O'Brien aged 13 months old Um, but it it was just even been back to Australia was it your first time going there? That was my first time going there yeah so you landed into Sydney and kind of just took off and just followed them around then Brisbane for a, we did
0: we did four weeks. We actually missed the first game in um, Brisbane, wasn't it? Yeah, I think and first they, test. they won, I think, because I remember we we actually went we all watched together down home and then we all went to Kilkenny, which was really random. I don't know how we ended up in Kilkenny, really, but uh, we all went out after to celebrate and we actually flew out two days later. Right, so you got the second and so third. So we got the t- second and third test, yeah. Yeah, OK.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I know for for the third test, Brian was dropped, so it was kind of a bit of a sore a sore one. <laughs> yeah, but isn't that part of it, though? And, like, on that, like, how did you, as a family, when Sean, you know, react or support... Sean, when he wasn't called to, to play?
0: Yeah, I think it's a strange one because you kind of have to keep the positive side of, up because you, at the end of the day, he's still in contention for the next one. You know, that's obviously the professionals. They have to just get on with it and take it on the chin. And if it's the best thing for the team, it's the best thing for the team. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's sore and I'm sure there's been many times that will stick out in many of their minds like about when they were dropped or when they didn't get to play but you just have to support them and just say look you need to keep going you know you're not done yet there's lots of lots of rugby left in you and you just need to keep, keep at it yeah They just must have such mental resilience to just
1: keep going. And like your brother of all people with all the injuries he had, like I'm sure he really lent on his family for that type of support when he was recovering.
0: Yeah, he did. And for him, it was a very emotional time, I suppose, because he, um, I suppose there was a lot of questions been asked, you know, will he get over this? Will he manage to get over this injury or the next injury? And for him, he knew he could, but he wasn't sure if the body could. The mind was was set and many times he was down and he was saying to himself, right, I have to consider this. Like, this might be the time that I have to hang up the boots. But, um, yeah, to be still playing now is, is a credit to him, really. And that's all comes down to, I think, his mental strength because mm. not everyone would have come through what he did and come through and still play well. Absolutely. You know, he's still, I know he's not playing eight minutes too often, but he's still, when he's on that p- field, he's still playing good rugby and he's, You know, he's bringing that standard with him.
1: Yeah, and I suppose particularly when his Leinster days... Finished, and he said, "I'm not finished yet," and really wanted to keep going. That you know, the fact that he got a phenomenal contract in London Irish for two two years. It was a three. I think a three, three years year contract. Three yeah, years. Which is okay. So tough, yeah. So you know, when he moved over, was that a huge change for you guys? I presume you all travelled and went to try and see as many games as you possibly could.
0: Yeah, it was. It was a massive change because Sean was always. I suppose he was always close. He was always only an hour away mm. in Leinster and if he was having a bad day, he'd just come home and he'd go and he'd farm for an hour or he'd go and have a shoot or, you know, he always had something an outlet and he'd get in the car and it was easy. Whereas moving to another country is is, is different and I know it's not a million miles away but it's still a plane journey or a boat. Um, Do you be on the phone to you a lot? He's not great. <laughs> He's not the best person now, but every now and, and the then phone. he'd send you, yeah, every now and then he'd say will send you an old message. You know, voice note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> voice notes are easy these days seemingly. Um, Everyone's getting <laughs> into them, yeah. aren't they? When he went over, yeah, it was very sad for us. I, well, I've, I think I struggled with it a lot and I suppose probably because I'm the baby and I was always used to having him around. Whereas when he was moving, I just didn't know how what dynamic that was going to bring to what was going on in the family or, or et cetera. Um, so yeah, I was very sad actually at that time. But yeah. then I suppose we, COVID actually came in the middle of it. So we didn't get over to any games till recently. Mm, yeah. Um, Myself and my sister actually and went over to the last two games he's played now in London. And it's been a great weekend too. But it just reminded us of how good it is yeah. to get over and see games and to be there for him when, you know, he comes off the field. Absolutely. Do you Did you feel it was
1: totally different when he was wearing the London Irish jersey as opposed to the Leinster jersey?
0: No, it didn't. No, it didn't actually have that feeling. I think I just thought, like, we're here again. You know, he's he's still going and we're here to support him. And that's, again, the atmosphere of games. Absolutely. And that's what brings joy to us as well, seeing him on the field. But no, I don't think the jersey made a difference. I think yeah. it just... Watching him was the the goal. Do you find as you play, there are comparisons made? A hundred percent, yeah. Sometimes I feel like, you know, there's this expectation of you. And there has been throughout years, and it's not intentional. People don't intend to do it. They just think that, you know, oh, do you play like your brother or... When you're introduced to someone, it's like, "Oh, this is Sean or Ryan's sister." And I'm thinking, I'm actually Alex. You know, like I <laughs> yeah. have my own identity just because yeah. I look like him. <laughs> yeah, doesn't <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, you have I to know. kind of remind people. But yeah, there was always that uh, expectation, expectation of, you, uh, of you, like
1: playing to, to his particular level. Would your your mom and dad obviously would still go to all your games? Would they or siblings?
0: Well, ma'am, <laughs> oh yeah, my siblings are brilliant. Mum actually. Has only gone to one of Sean's games ever. Really? Yeah. So she, no, that's a lie, sorry, two. Uh, one for Tullow and then one for Leinster. Why? As they were growing up, Mammy used to be the one that used to drive them to all most of the games um, underage and then he started losing. So himself and my brother William decided that she was bad, bad luck. Omen. Yeah. So they told her she wasn't allowed to the games so she never went then and uh, okay. yeah so she went to one then that he was playing for a Tolo, and it was in Carlo Rugby Club I can't remember who they were playing and he got in, he got stood on in a, in a bad area and he just started bawling on the field in pain and that was it she was snow white she said that's it I'm never going again um, and then she managed to get to a Leinster one but with great difficulty and she just yeah she's just not into, into going now she'd have an in the background and she'd always ask questions but just wouldn't wouldn't go the rest of us go to all the games, and your siblings obviously go to yours. And yeah, Caroline in particular would go to, and William, in fairness, but did go try go to as many games as they could.
1: If Sean is home and goes oh, yeah. to a game, are there loads of people kind of like, oh
0: look at your, you know, oh <laughs> look at your man over there? Yeah, um, yeah. I think they're so used to him. Though, in fairness, he actually did a, nearly a season with us when he was injured one time, and the girls all know him now. So it's, yeah, but yeah, like this year we had a girl, Tara Boogie, actually from. Um, Port Leash came to play with us. I played her in Connacht And uh, her parents were down and Sean was actually down that weekend and they were just totally like, "Oh my god, can we get a photo with Sean?" And I was like, "Are you joking? Is this, is this a joke?" Oh, <laughs> but, so you still do have it a little bit, yeah, But
1: Do you find people's reaction changes when they find out you're an O'Brien?
0: <laughs> sure in it does. a good way or bad way. <laughs> yeah, in a good or bad way. As bad as Whatever Jesus. way you take, you know, you pick it up. <laughs> um no, I don't think it does. Mainly, I'm sure there are a few that would it would kind of have an effect on them, But no, I don't think it does.
1: You're very grounded. And I would say your whole family are, too, as I hope we're seen as grounded, too. Like we just don't take any. We certainly don't believe in any hype. We see them for who they are and said this to um, Richie Carney, um, um, first series, when they come in after a game, they might have had a, you know, a, a substandard game in their eyes, but they might have won and they'll be really down. Only siblings or only family or mums and dads or close family can kind of see that. Sean will probably make a kind of a
0: beeline for you. W- would he have? Yeah, he would have. On, yeah, on a few occasions, actually. Yeah. And it's a d- comfort.
1: It is a comfort. Do you mm. remember like all the little kind of just...
0: Clusters of oh, families. families. yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you're on the tours. Isn't it gas? Yeah, it is funny. Because I suppose they come back to the roots, don't they? Yeah. You know what, what their comfort is.
1: I have to ask you, as a, were you a single lady going on tour in in 2013? <laughs> was I a single lady? I was a single lady
0: going on tour in 2013. Some was crack, isn't it? <laughs> There's about 25 <laughs> men to every woman. Oh, it's a pity there wasn't 25 men to every woman properly. Yeah.
1: Uh, oh, I, I um, before I met my now husband, I was on the 2000. Actually, it was 2005 um, Lions tour, which obviously wasn't great for Brian at all. <laughs> first, 90th, second, he was spear tackled oh, by geez, Tanu yeah, Maggot yeah. the first test, but he actually stayed on for for the the three tests. Um, something that he kind of shakes his head at now. He, he should. have you know, he says it himself. Should have gone home to kind of start the shoulder, oh, yeah, yeah. shoulder injury improvements. But uh, yeah, great, great, great.
0: <laughs> for, for
1: Susan met the most, but I did. <laughs> I, had, I had a great laugh. So I suppose as, as we kind of come to the end of our, our chat, I'd love to just ask you your thoughts on obviously it, his retirement is imminent, isn't it? Yeah, a few a few games left. How do you how do you feel about it? How?
0: Yeah, I suppose emotional is one of the biggest feelings i had um he had told us obviously he was retiring and he had kind of said it'll be out Thursday friday didn't give a week it was going to be out just the thursday friday mm. um when i did see it had been announced i just was so emotional i just oh, yeah. yeah very so emotional i had to ring my sister i was like god this is this is really the end of an era here like mm. we're at the end of it and everyone kind of around was like oh and how's he but like he had time I suppose he knew he was going to do it and he had time to process it before he just made that decision. Like, it wasn't a, a light decision. Mm. You know, it took a lot of um, a lot of thought into it and whatnot, but yeah, I think it was just, it's a sad time. It's obviously the start of a new adventure for him, hopefully. Um, so for him, it's the start of a new era mm. and a new adventure, but yeah. It was strange. I think one of the things, because the
1: lads were used to being in the public eye so much and their, you know, statements that are out there, for us family members who are not used to it, it seems incredibly public, doesn't it? So the good and the bad,
0: it's it's tricky, isn't it? Sometimes. It It is tricky, yeah. I mean, social media is, you know, it's the devil amongst a lot of people and they take what they want from... Conversations or whatever has been said, but I think that's you kind of have to zone out a, out of that part of it. I think you definitely need to, like, all of it, the whole way through his career. Actually, it was one thing I had made sure to do. I didn't read comments under. Did you not? No, I just I couldn't. I don't. I think for me, I'm an emotion. I'm kind of deep person. I wouldn't have been able for it, and I don't like negativity being brought down on any obviously family. And I think that's for everybody. But I just said no there has to be a stop here and, you know, I'm going to not just make that consci- conscious decision not mm. to read them. Um, whereas James, a friend of Sean's, used to scroll down. He used to drive himself mad. Like he was going bananas at these things. I know, they would. But like, yeah, because they would have you. And I mean, these people are just keyboard warriors. They don't yeah. have any say or, you know, they have no impact on you're your so life. But like
1: you <laughs> might have 80 positives and one really awful one and we all dwell on the negative <laughs> ones. So you're absolutely right. Yeah. Not to read yeah. them. I, I unfortunately was like James. I I'd <laughs> go, go mad. But then, and you never reply. Yeah, so now yeah. I, okay, because I kind of work with them, I have to kind of keep an eye, but yeah, never reply.
0: <laughs> no, don't ever reply. Don't How does yourself. he deal with it? Does he do the same Sean. as you? Yeah, oh, does he not I don't even think, think he logs on to these things. I actually does he think, not? No, know? no. He doesn't seem to anyway. Maybe he is. Maybe he's a secret uh, <laughs> a secret scroller. <laughs> <laughs> what's
1: what's the plans for him now as he retires? Does he have a little plan or is he going to take some time off and make, you know, lots of decisions a bit down the line?
0: Yeah, I suppose he's he kind of has his hand dipped in many pie at the moment. You know, he's lots of uh, business adventures mm. that he's kind of started but as regards Ruby I don't know what his aim is. There's there's loads of talk about different things about him coming back to play with Tolo, which obviously would be massive for Tolo. but um, whether it's true I don't know whether he's even allowed I'm not sure um, but yeah I, I don't know what he'll do single man single man yeah That's, uh, good man Sean yeah good man Sean is right <laughs>
1: Comes back to Ireland till meet his, his Irish bride. Maybe maybe. So. Well, at
0: least we, he, they might keep him in Ireland anyway. He won't have to leave do, again. Do you think he'll come back definitely and 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 live in Ireland? Yeah, I think he he'll settle in Ireland. Mm. He might stay in London for a year, which I don't think would be any harm. But who knows what you know? Mm. But I do think he will settle in Ireland. He's a home bird, really, mm. um, and close to his family. So yeah. kind of wants to be yeah know. around him. Yeah, yeah.
1: And yourself, are you delighted with kind of where you're going in terms of? Your rugby, your career and so on?
0: Yeah, I am. I suppose I'm kind of probably coming through retirement myself now soon enough. <laughs> there won't be an official announcement, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a broken woman myself. I think uh, the genes wouldn't be wonderful now as regards to injury-wise. But uh, yeah, no, I'm happy where I am at the moment and work-wise, I'm, you know, I'm content and I'm... Mm. Yeah, I'm loving it. And as we're coming out of COVID,
1: everything's looking a lot more positive and bring on more games, less masks, yeah. more crack. Yeah. Bring yeah. it on. Good times ahead, I think. Absolutely. Listen, Alex, thanks a million for coming in. It's been brilliant chatting to you. Thanks very much.
0: It's all relative with Susan Bradley, an original podcast series from News Talk. From News Talk. Emma, who's your favourite
1: rugby player? Sean O'Brien. Really? Yeah. Why? Because he's got big muscles. Has he? Yeah. And where's he from? The toilet tank. And what do you think of Rob Carney? He's a dish. And what about Dave, his brother? He's been up all right. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Blow them a kiss. <laughs>